Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is March 19th. Today is a brand new Come Follow Me block and this week we're going to be studying Matthew chapter 13 and Luke chapters 8 and 13. Now, I'm so excited to start this week's Come Follow Me block because up until this point, except for the tiny little parable that we covered and talked about yesterday, up until this point, we haven't been talking about the parables of the Savior. And they are absolutely phenomenal. In fact, President Kimball once said that Jesus Christ was the greatest teacher who ever taught. And at one point, it was said of him that he spoke not unto his disciples except in parables. So parables were a way that the Savior loved to teach. And if he was the greatest teacher who ever lived, then learning to love his parables and learning to study and interpret and apply those parables is of such great importance to us. We can grow, we can learn, and we can change as we study the parables, interpret the parables, and then try to live the principles that the parables are teaching us. Now, the word parable is translated from the Greek word parabolo, which the word para means to place alongside or bole, which means to throw or to hurl. So really, a parable means to lay side by side or to compare side by side. And that's what the Savior does when he teaches in parables. He takes a story and he lays it side by side with their culture and with their times. And he shows us side by side these stories so that we can see and contrast and learn and apply in our own lives. So this week's Come Follow Me block is all about the parables of the Savior. And in this week, we study probably a handful and a half of different parables of the Savior. Now, we could try to get to all these different parables and take a little bit of time each day to study each of them, but I would rather go in depth on a couple of parables rather than just skim the surface of all of the parables. So that's most likely what we're going to do this week. We're probably going to focus on a few of these parables and go pretty in depth with them. But before we get there, I want to talk a little bit more about parables and why the Savior taught using parables. He being the greatest teacher to ever live, why did he use this format so frequently? In fact, I believe in the Gospels, the Savior teaches 36 different parables. This was his way to teach. And there's so much we can learn as we study these parables. Now, rather than start at the beginning of chapter 13, like I normally would, we're going to skip over this first parable. Now, I don't want you to panic because we're going to come back to it. It's a very well-known parable, and there's so much we can learn in it. In fact, I love this first parable. It's the parable of the sower because it's one of a couple of parables that the Savior is going to give us the interpretation of the parable as well and teach us about the interpretation of the parable. So we're going to come back to it. However, I want to skip over it just for a minute today so that we can talk a little bit more about parables and why the Savior used them. In fact, in verse 10 of chapter 13, the disciples get so bold as to ask the Savior, why speakest thou unto them in parables? Now, skipping around a little bit in his answer, he says, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Therefore speak I unto them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. Now, Elder Gerald N. Lund wrote a book that came out this year called The Parables of Jesus. And speaking of this question, when the disciples asked the Savior, why speakest thou unto them in parables? This is what Elder Lund says. 
He says, to put it simply, the remarkable thing about symbolism and imagery in the scriptures, in all its forms, including parallels, is that it can both reveal and conceal meaning simultaneously, depending on the openness of the hearts of the listeners. While one listener might be deeply touched and say, I believe, another walks away shaking his head. Now, to understand that just a little bit better, I want you to imagine that you were on a five-hour bus ride through the mountains of Peru. Now, I say that because I remember being on such bus rides. I remember driving through the Andes Mountains and looking around a bus, and I'm sitting there amazed by the things that I'm seeing. I'm, I was sitting there just engrossed in the scenery, and I remember looking around the bus to see a bunch of Peruvians so unmoved by these majestic mountains. And so I'll use that as an example, but I want you to imagine going through this five-hour bus ride through the mountains of Peru, through the Andes. Now, are you, in those five hours, are you going to see the same things as the 20 other passengers on the bus? Are you guys going to have the same experience? The answer obviously is no. As you're taking that bus ride, about half the people on the bus are going to be watching the movie that the bus is showing. Half the people on the bus are going to be scrolling through their phones. Some people on the bus are going to be reading. And maybe just a few of you are going to be engaged and engrossed in the scenery. Even though you're all on the same bus taking the same path, your experience is not going to be the same. You're not going to see the same things. Now, it was the same way for the people in the Savior's time. He says that he spoke in parables because they who see, see not, and they who hear, hear not, neither do they understand. My friends, from that I understand that the Savior teaches in parables and in symbols so that we understand according to the level that we are capable to understand. Now think of the mercy in that. Here the Savior is teaching multitudes, so many people. And if he were to teach super straightforwardly and just give them the doctrine super straightforwardly, everyone who heard would be on the hook for the knowledge that they received from that lecture or from that sermon, right? We're told that where much is given, much is required. And when we learn truth, we're now accountable for that truth. Well, perhaps the Savior taught in parables because it was a way that he could teach truth to a multitude. And those who were prepared for that truth would hear it, would learn, and then could be responsible for that truth. And those who didn't want to hear it or weren't ready for it could just hear a nice story, wouldn't understand the doctrine, and then wouldn't be held accountable. For the truth that they received. The Bible dictionary puts it this way The parable conveys to the hearer religious truth exactly in proportion to his faith and intelligence. To the dull and uninspired, it is a mere story, seeing they see not, while to the instructed and spiritual, it reveals the mysteries or secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Thus it is that the parable exhibits the condition for finding true knowledge. Only he who seeks finds. So my question is this, my friends. Did the Savior only use parables when he was on the earth? Did he just teach in parables to the people of Jerusalem? To the disciples that followed him in the old world? Absolutely not. He teaches in a similar way in our day and age. Sometimes we don't call it parables, though. Sometimes we call it symbolism. 
and the greatest symbolism, the greatest parallels that we have on the earth today as teaching tools is the symbolism and parables that we find in the temple. My friends, the temple is filled with symbolism. And if we have eyes to see and if we have ears to hear, we can obtain, as the Savior says, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. If we prepare, if we seek the Lord's help, we can learn his beautiful truths there. But if we're not ready, if we're not willing, those meanings can be kept from us until a time when we are. My friends, I testify that the Savior truly was the greatest teacher who has ever lived, understanding perfectly, having perfect mercy for those who would hear his message. He taught in a way that would keep those who weren't ready for his message free from the responsibility of his message, yet would teach in beautiful and perfect ways those who were prepared to hear and see so that they could understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. I look forward to unwrapping those mysteries with you this week. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.